Welcome to The Marcus Warren Show, powered by 960 Digital and the Wealth Empowerment Network. Now, here is your host, Marcus Warren. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the number one retirement and tax planning show in the region, The Marcus Warren Show. I am your host, financial advisor, tax and road agent, and author of the Retirement and Tax Playbooks, Marcus Warren, and I hope everyone is doing well on this Sunday. And right here next to me, I am joined by our resident tax professional, D. How you doing, D? Hello and happy Sunday. And remember that if you miss any parts of the show and you want to catch up on anything that you missed, you can subscribe to the Marcus Warren Show podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Also, Throughout the show, we will be offering our retirement rescue game plan. What is that, you may ask? Well, that is a physical packet of information that will help rescue your retirement from all the risk that threatens your nest egg once you are close and in retirement. Now, in that game plan, you'll get a copy of my two books, a few different financial reports, and access to my webinar entitled Taxes in Retirement. And you can simply order that by going to warrenwealth.net. That's warrenwealth.net. You go to that site, you put in your information, and that retirement rescue game plan will be delivered free of charge to your front door. Once again, go to warrenwealth.net and USPS will deliver that, like I said, straight to your front door. No supply chain issues here. All right. Um, so uh, today uh, we are uh, in the midst of, of uh, October. Um, it's the 24th, uh, right? That's correct. <laughs> and, um, you know, we're uh, just plowing through this year. Insane. It's, uh, it's crazy how, how fast things go. But, mm. um, you know, we, we like to look, um, you know, on, on these days and kind of see what, uh, what happened, you know, on this day in, in history. Do, yeah. you, do you have any uh, good birthdays, tidbits, anything like that yet? Are we going to save that for some music stuff? Let's save it. All right. Well, I got a tidbit, and it's actually relative. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it actually is relatable um, this year, mm-hmm. and that uh, this year, this day. Okay. And that is on October 24th, 1929, that is when some say black or the stock market crash of mm-hmm. 1929, that yeah. is when it started with Black Thursday. Ah. Um, so uh, on this day back in 1929, uh, the market, the Dow Jones uh, dropped 11% uh, in, in, in one day. And, you know, of course, that scared uh, uh, a lot of people. And um, so, you know, a lot of the bankers and uh, uh, people with financial resources back then, um, you know, tried to prop it up a little bit. Um, and, uh, it, uh, it, it bounced back. So it, op- it opened 11% down, but it only ended up losing, uh, about 6.3, uh, points for, for that particular day, which is, uh, which is, you know, a good way to, to mm-hmm. prop it up. Yeah. But that didn't end it because Uh-oh. that next Monday on black Monday, October 28th of 1929, the market dropped 12%. And then the next day, Black Tuesday, October 29th, 1929, it dropped another basically 12 points. So basically about 24 percentage points or 24 percentage points, 24, yeah, 24 percentage points in two days. By the way, the Dow closed uh, at 230 back in 1929. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and man. when I talk about the Dow, if, if, if any of the listeners know what I'm talking about, the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, back in 1929 when it dropped, it hit a low of 230. Right now, the Dow is above 35,000. So um, it's been a long time since them days, oh, right? Yeah. Been a long time since them days. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it just it just goes, goes to tell you that, hey, um, things aren't always as bad as they seem. They're not always... Uh, as great as as they seem and when you look at the market the market is going to do what the market does which it goes up it goes down it goes up it goes down now uh, we have been at historical highs for um you know the last 10 or so years we've just been hitting highs for almost 10 straight years so um you know there's going to be some sort of correction hopefully it's not a crash like uh, i'm describing what happened in 1929 but uh you know just uh 
hold on to your, uh, you know, lug nuts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it may be time for an overhaul. Let's get into Money Matters. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> You liked that, didn't you? That was funny. Thing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so, um, all right. So uh, we have been, uh, I guess, the last uh, six or so weeks um, rolling in uh, a number of uh, old uh, 401ks. Um, and, you know, we've been sending out communications about, um, you know, what to do or the things that you can do with, with an old 401k. And so, you know, since we've been kind of, uh, since we've been on that kick, uh, the last um, uh, six weeks, at least here for, for our practice, uh, bringing in uh, old 401ks that, that, that people have at, at their previous employers, um, I thought I'd, you know, discuss, um, you know, some of the options that people have when you do have an old 401k. Um, and there are generally four different things that you can do uh, with that old company uh, 401k, 403b, that old company retirement plan doesn't necessarily just have to be a 403, uh, 401k. So um, the first thing you can do is what most people end up doing is they forget about it and they'd leave it uh, at their old company. And, um, you know, this isn't always a, a good option. Number one, I'm like, you're not, you're no longer with the company, whether it was your choice or their choice, uh, you're no longer there. And, you know, you probably should do something with it. And so, um, you know, number one, you don't have any control um, over your 401k uh, with the old company. What do I mean by that? I mean that the company can uh, change plan providers, they can change the investment options, uh, uh, they can overhaul it, and you really have, have no control. And just in general, with, with, with 401ks or your company retirement plans in general, um, there's you're limited in those investment choices, right? So, most uh, company retirement plans, 401ks, 403bs, they have, you know, 10 to 15, maybe more, um, but generally around 10 to 15 investment options uh, for their employees. So you're limited there. And then, of course, um, <clears throat> fees. You know, there are, you know, fees that are embedded in the funds that you invest in, uh, plan administration charges, things of that nature. Um, really, especially if you have one of those target date funds, um, which have become really popular. Uh, those, uh, I call them the set it and, and, and forget it funds where, uh, if you're 20 years out until retirement, uh, you can have a, uh, a 2041, uh, um, target date fund where you just invest in that fund and, uh, fund and they'll make, a, a adjustments, but, um, and those tend to have higher fees than just your average mutual funds. So you need to check those fees cause you have no, uh, control o- over, over those fees. And by the way, if your account balance isn't big enough, um, a lot of 401k providers and those plan administrators, they'll force you to move your money. And so, um, you know, that's, that, that's the first option is you're able to at least keep it with the old company, which I generally don't recommend. And so if you don't want to keep it with the old company, what's another thing you could possibly do? Well, you, if you're not retired or if you continue to work, then you could transfer uh, that 401k to your new company's 401k or company retirement plan. Now, um, one of the things you need to be aware of, which I know most people aren't, is when you move uh, that money over from your old company 401k to a new company 401k, um, you need to understand the new plan rules, just like I was talking about earlier, because you, you run into those, those same issues. Um, limited investment choices, only 10 to 15 you know, or so uh, investment choices um, uh, that you want to invest in. Um, and then, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the fees. You still have those fees that uh, are embedded, and you need to make sure that you understand, um, you know, those internal fees for having uh, that uh, uh, going into that new company uh, retirement plan. And so what's the next thing that you could potentially do um, with your 401k? So where we already talked about you can leave it with the old company. You could just go ahead and transfer it to the new, uh, to the new company. Um, and then of course there's the option of cashing that bad boy out. Here comes the money. And you don't want to do that. I would not recommend cashing that bad boy out. Now, 
you know, it, it really should be avoided unless, of course, there's an immediate cash need and it, it's critical. Um, but generally speaking, uh, when you cash out and just take all your money and, and roll uh, with, the, uh, uh, with your 401k, one is you don't have a retirement plan anymore, right? So you're not getting any growth. Um, and so that's number one. Uh, number two are just the taxes and the potential penalties uh, that you can incur. There's a lot of consequences, um, and they vary depending on your age and your tax situation. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. So say you're under 59 and a half, and you have $100,000 uh, in your 401k, and you decide to cash it out. If you're just in the 30% tax bracket, 24% federal, 6% state, you could be looking at uh, paying $41,000 in penalties and taxes, $41,000 just in penalties and taxes. So basically, you're only going to be netting after you cash out your $100,000 401k, it's about $59,000. And so that hoits people, that really hoits. And so, yeah, you, you know, you, you have to make sure that uh, um, unless it's a critical dire need, you don't cash it out. And then, of course, the, the last thing I want to talk about and, and uh, one of the most popular options and what we generally help our clients with um, and families out there is you can roll over your 401k into an IRA, right? So you can roll over your company retirement plan into an IRA. The good thing about that is it's still uh, tax deferred. So there's no tax consequences when you just roll it over. Um, and uh, you have control. And I've been talking about how you don't really have control over your uh, company retirement plans, but now you have control, meaning that now you don't have those limited investment choices. You can invest in what I call the investment universe. So you're not limited to just those mutual funds or target date funds that your um, company retirement plan had. Now you can invest in any mutual fund that you want to, Vanguard, Black, Rock, Fidelity, Goldman Sachs, it doesn't matter. Or you can just buy individual stocks. Um, you know, if you like uh, Amazon, if you like uh, Snapchat, whatever it may be, you have that option. Heck, you could buy cryptocurrency if you wanted to. Um, and so you basically have the investment universe. And then you also have, you know, the option uh, to work with a financial planner if you choose. Of course, you could always choose to do it yourself. I don't really recommend that, especially if you're closer in retirement. Um, but you at least have that option. One, you can do it yourself. Like I said, you have control or you can work with a good fiduciary financial planner to help guide you along and help you manage that IRA. So those are the things that you can do with those old company retirement plans, whether it's a 401k, 403b, uh, 457, whatever those plans are. But the one thing you don't want to do is keep it at the old company. And so if you're looking to uh, roll it over into a, a self-directed IRA that, that, that you control, uh, give our office a call or go to warrenwealth.net. Anyway, coming up, we're going to dive into some emails. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Wow, we went way back to the archives. Oh, yeah. So, this is Fats Domino. And this is uh, Blueberry Hill. There you go. And we're playing this song. Why is that? Well, he passed away on this day in 2017. Okay. 2017? Yes. Oh. He was That's 89 not, years not old. Not too long ago. It's not too long ago. All right. There you go. Um, I, I feel like I remember this song from being on um, Happy Days or, or something like that, but um, I could be I could be wrong, but, uh, but there you go. Um, it does say that, uh, um, you know, the song, if you listen to the beginning of the song, he you know, found his thrill, you know, his love of his life, his true love on Blueberry Hill. Okay. By the end of the song, uh, she leaves him. Oh, and, no. And, you know, it was a tragedy for, for wow. Fats Domino. Oh. Um, uh, I wonder if his name, first name was Fats, or it's probably a nickname, right? Antoine. 
It was Antoine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called him Fats. Yes. Because there was no fat shaming back then. You could just call somebody right. who was fat, fat. Yeah. Uh, and he went with it. There you go. He's like, I'm, I'm doing it. Well, he didn't care because that just was the way, you know, it was. You, there was no um, snowflakes or, or fat shaming back, back in the day. Couldn't be canceled for saying that? No, you could not. Mm, okay. You know, if you were fat, then you would be called fats. Or slim, you know, mm. uh, conversely, you know, mm-hmm. ironically, you know, a lot of times yeah. be a big dude, you call him slim. His nickname would be slim, yeah. which was, uh, you know, that's just the way things were. All right, so what do we got coming up? Oh, we have... Uh, email. So let's do this. Let's get into some emails here. Yes, it's email. Email time. It's time to check the mail. Hey, listeners, don't forget, if you have a question for Marcus, you can now leave us a message on the Ask Marcus line. How does it work? Just call 502-622-1337 and leave a message with your question. If it's a good one, it might be featured on the show. Just call the Ask Marcus line. That's 502 622 1337, and you might hear your question answered on the show. First one today is from Barbara. She says, I've been taking my RMD for about two years now, and I don't know what to do with the money. I have a pension and Social Security, and I find myself unnecessarily spending money just because it's in my bank account. What options do I have for my RMD? Hey, do you think we're, um, you know, we become soft as, uh, as Americans you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't want to really get, you know, I don't, this really isn't political or anything like that. I was just thinking, you know, just, I was thinking On about fats. On both sides of the political I, spectrum, people I, are I, soft. I was thinking about, uh, you know, yeah. fats and, mm-hmm. you know, fats domino and all that stuff. And now, yeah. um, you know, there's, you got to watch almost everything that, that comes out of your mouth because you can you hurt someone's feelings. I mean, even with, uh, with, even with sports, you know, mm-hmm. just soft in general, like football, you know, you can't, uh, you know, quarterbacks are protected and receivers are protected you can't right. hit like you would back in the day when you know when I was coming up there was Ronnie Lott um and you know John Lynch all these big hitters that would just take your head off and Deacon Jones and Reggie White who could just basically knock the quarterback's head off and now you can't do that anymore mm-hmm. of course in basketball you can't barely you know a, a little tap file you can't hand check so you know and then of course now there's you know, you can't, uh, um, not, not, not that I'm, you know, wanting to call people names or doing anything like that, but <laughs> you know, it's just like, everything's a, uh, a trigger warning and it all this is. stuff. And, um, yeah. anyway, I digress. So Barbara, <laughs> your question you have, obviously you're doing well, um, because you have been taking RMDs and you don't even know what to do with it. Um, that's a, that's a pretty good position to be. Um, and of course you don't have to spend it if you don't need it. Uh, there are some other options, uh, for what you can do with it. Um, you know, but really this is a, a good example of the importance of tax planning, uh, in retirement because, um, number one, you have a lot of what I call mailbox money. Uh, you have a pension and social security and that's, that's pretty good. But, you know, as a reminder, RMDs or required minimum distributions, basically it's what you have to take out from your IRA or 401k accounts, company retirement plans when you reach a certain age. What is that age? Well, it used to be 70 and a half. And so um, I'm assuming that, uh, uh, well, she's probably around 72 if she's been taking it for two years. When, when did they change that? 20, last year, 2020? 2020, yep. So maybe she's, uh, uh, anyway. Um, so uh, it used to be 70 and a half, now it's 72. And so since you've been pulling that money out, uh, because the IRS forces you, uh, whether you need it or not, um, there are some ways uh, that you can avoid having uh, having that RMD requirement with proper planning. And then this can save a lot of money in taxes because anything you take out of your IRA, company retirement plans, 401k, gets added all to your other taxable income, falls right on top of all of that, and is taxed at your highest marginal tax uh, bracket. Also, it can cause more of your social security, Barbara, to be taxed. So if you're in a position where you do not need that RMD money, then of course you could take it out and uh, reinvest it. Um, I have one client, <clears throat> actually a lot of clients who who use their RMDs to pay for uh, life insurance, uh, which is a good estate planning uh, tool, which can help serve as a tax-free transfer uh, of wealth to uh, to the next generation, uh, kids, grandkids, things of that nature. Um, of course, you can always invest it in a brokerage account, um, but you still have to pay the taxes on that required minimum distribution. That is what 
the government uh, is making you do when you have that um, semi-government uh, controlled um, retirement plans that, that most have. Yes, they are going to force you to take it out when you reach uh, age 72 uh, because they want their taxes. They've been letting you get that tax deduction and they haven't taxed it your whole uh, working career. And then even through a little bit of retirement, it seems. And now they're like, you know what? Um, you've had that tax deferral uh, too long, uh, Barbara, and you need to pay the piper. And that piper is Uncle Sam. Um, whether you invest it, <laughs> whether you spend it, it doesn't matter. Uh, they're going to tax it. But then after you get that, Again, you can let it grow, like, or like I said, you can leave it to, to kids or grandkids. Um, you can also donate the money to charity, and you can get a tax break. So just like I said, there's a, a lot of planning that you uh, could have done beforehand, and there is some tax planning that now you can do uh, since you're taking your RMDs. Um, so when you donate money to a charity, you can get a tax break with something called a qualified charitable distribution. All right. So there are options for what you can do with the money if you don't need it. By the way, when you utilize it to qualify charitable uh, distribution, um, you can't touch the money. It has to go to that designated charity. But that could be something that could potentially uh, help you moving forward if you are inclined to charitable giving. Um, but uh, these are all, of course, reactive uh, options. Uh, you know, pretty much you you have to consider those things or those things are generally considered after the fact. Um, but if you want to be proactive, uh, then we need to start, generally people need to start planning for or doing tax planning uh, before retirement or before RMD age. Um, it's like I always say that you don't have a full retirement plan without a plan for taxes. And Barbara, even though you're in the midst of having to take those RMDs, it is never too late to implement a tax plan that will keep more money in your pocket and less in Uncle Sam's, all right? So, you know, if you're listening and you don't have uh, that plan for taxes, uh, then uh, go to talktomarcus.com, uh, schedule a quick 15-minute phone call with me, and we can discuss your RMDs, uh, how you can uh, mitigate some of that uh, tax consequence from, from pulling that out, especially if you do not need the money, um, and we can give you some options. There you go. This is something that you go into greater detail um, in your uh, workshops. Um, and I know sometimes you also talk about it on the show, but um, yep. just the when you really break down what you get in tax savings from that tax deduction you get for contributing to your 401k or company retirement plan, yeah. you know, break that down over 20 years, add those numbers up versus the tax revenue that the IRS collects yeah. on that money that you've deferred yep. because it's grown over 10, 20 years and will continue to grow while you're in retirement over 10, 20, 30 years. Yes, it's a fantastic plan. It's a huge, huge difference. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the concept, and, and, and you're referring to the concept of uh, would, is it smart to pay tax on the seed or to pay tax on the harvest? Or uh, as some say, would you rather pay tax on the acorn or the oak tree? Um, and, you know, we've been, you know, sold, uh, I think, sold this this bill of goods that it's better just to pay the tax, um, to pay the, to not pay the tax on the acorn and wait to pay the tax on the oak tree. And there's a lot of different misconceptions and myths that go into that Um you know, that old adage. And, you know, really when you look at the numbers and you uh, do the math and when you really think about uh, the lost deductions that you have once you retire and then the fact that uh, you generally are living on just as much <clears throat> income in retirement as you were when you were working. And uh, if not in certain certain circumstances, uh, you eventually wake your, make your way up to the point where you will be making just as much and then you probably surpass it. And that depends if you have, um, I'll give you a quick example. We, we, we have a little time. So, um, we have, uh, a, a couple that, that we're working with and, um, they both have pensions. Um, they're both getting social security and of course they have, um, you know, company retirement plans. And when you kind when, when you, when we look and we project out, um, <clears throat> their social security, you're always getting that, uh, that cost of living adjustment, right? So people who are taking social security now are looking to get basically one of the bigger, uh, cost of living dedu deductions or colas that they've had 
I mean, cost of living adjustments, um, a COLAs that they've had um, in a long, long time, a 6% cost of living adjustment, right? And so you're getting that cost of living adjustment. And so your social security is going up and this has unintended consequences where for them, of course, your social security goes up um, and uh, the higher, uh, uh, the higher the social security, the higher the tax bill. Oh, in addition to that, they're, 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 since they have these these IRAs, uh, they're at, um, well, one of them right now is at uh, RMD age. And so they're having to take those RMDs and those RMDs go up every year. So they're getting a cost of living adjustment from their social security. They're having to take out more uh, RMDs each and every year. It starts at 4% at 72 and it goes up from there. Pretty soon, uh, the other spouse is going to have to take their RMDs and then it goes up from there. And then, of course, they're still getting social security uh, and a pension, right? And so you could, they're going to find themselves making more and more income each and every year and having and being bumped up into these higher tax brackets. And that's the importance of tax planning uh, before being proactive in tax planning before retirement. And then, of course, there's the issue of tax planning while you are in retirement. And that is where we come in and where we can help because you can find yourself in this situation where you're like, wait a minute, I've been told all my life to pay the tax, uh, to not pay the tax on the seed and just defer, defer, defer and wait. And sorry, my friends, that may not always be the right way to go. So there you go. Yeah, well, the problem is we're, we're never, you know, it's never positioned to us like that. It's never like, hey, would you rather pay taxes on this small amount here or would you rather pay taxes on this larger amount here? It's never positioned that way. It's always, yeah. hey, don't you want to get a tax break now? Don't you want to pay less taxes now? Because hey, you're, you're not going to have any money down the line. That's right. what they say. Oh, because you're just going to be in a lower tax bracket once you retire because exactly. you, you want less money, even though you're used to making a lot of right. money. Just make 50% less in retirement yeah. and you'll be totally fine with that. Totally fine in 10 years to be living on half of your no, money. Yeah, no, exactly. No, that's not the way it works all right thank you d for uh, those emails um with that one email you know what we're, we're going to extend this coming up next we'll answer a few more emails and then we'll get into some uh, hot topics you are listening to the marcus warren show all right Twisted in my chair. Should be a good, uh, good hit. This is uh, Chubby Checker, by the way. By the way, we were just got a theme today, huh? Yeah, we we're talking about Fats Domino. Now we got yeah. Chubby Checker. By the way, anyway, this song came out in uh, what did it come? 1960. Um, number one in the uh, U.S. Okay. Number 14 in the U.K. I don't think I said what uh, Blueberry Hill was last time, and mm-hmm. that was like number two yeah. in the U.S. There you go. Um, and uh, what was it? Uh, number six in the U.K. Ooh. All right. Yeah, we got two big, two big hits. My two big guys. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the show. This is the Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request your retirement rescue game plan. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. That's warrenwealth.net, and you will put in some information, and you will receive a physical packet of information that will help rescue your retirement from all the risks that threaten your nest egg, such as market risk, inflation risk, and most importantly, tax rate risk. You have to protect your hard-earned money from the IRS. Once again, go to warrenwealth.net. That's warrenwealth.net. And so it's interesting, you know, because, you know, I said we had two big hits by two big guys. Yeah. And it goes into what I was saying. You have Fats, Fats Domino, mm-hmm. and his name wasn't Fats. He was just fat. And mm-hmm. then you have uh, Chubby Checker, and his name wasn't Chubby. Um, actually, his name was Ernest. Um, um, okay. But uh, they called him Chubby Checker. Um, why? Uh, maybe he was a little chubby. I know he ended up a little chubby, but don't we all as we get older? <laughs> anyway, so um, it's just interesting how, uh, you know, back in the day, that's, uh, let's get these nicknames and um, there you go. That's just the way it is. But uh, anyway, I digress. Um, are we uh, going to jump back into uh, some emails? Yes or no? You let's got do some, it. You got some yes, it's time to check the mail. 
guess we have to. Okay, here we go. Next question today is from Jackie. She says, uh, I want to move my 401k. Hey, this, we we're talking about this earlier. I want to move, I want to move my 401k away from my company, but I don't want to be hit with an unexpected tax bill. What should I do? That is a very, <clears throat> very good question. And, you know, if, if you want to do it the correct way, where there are no tax penalties. Number one, it's good that you are trying to move it move it away from your uh, other company. Um, just like I was saying, if you have an old if you have an old four hundred one k, then the the best thing and the most popular thing to do is to move that into a self directed IRA. Um, but if you want to do it the correct way, uh, where there are no tax penalties, rolling over your four hundred one k account as long as you don't take it out as a withdrawal, which I talked about earlier. Um, uh, move it into a self-directed IRA. Um, it's a good idea because it opens up more investment options for uh, your money. And then you have that control that I talked about. Uh, but before you take that step, uh, you need to make sure um, that you don't have a loan on that 401k because a lot of people were taking out loans, especially during the pandemic, things of that nature. Um, and so make sure you don't have a loan on that 401k because if you roll over your 401k, any loan balance that you have, uh, when you roll it over will be considered taxable income to you. So, you know, if you have a hundred thousand dollar, uh, 401k and maybe you took out a loan and there's still $20,000 left to pay and you roll it over, uh, they are going to count that $20,000 as a distribution and they will tax you on that. So, um, those, so they basically tax you on that outstanding loan there, Jackie. Um, also, uh, using uh, usually 401ks, I talked about this earlier, they have hidden fees uh, because of the way that the plans are managed. So you could potentially save money on fees uh, if you move it away from your current provider. Uh, we are in the midst of a huge campaign where we're doing a lot of 401k rollovers now. And so uh, we can help you with the paperwork to make sure that you're not hit with any unnecessary tax penalties or taxes. Um, and you can just go to talk to Marcus.com, uh, uh, schedule that uh, 15 minute phone call and we can get you started, Jackie. It's um, interesting. We recently, a week or so ago, I had a discussion with some of our clients and one of the things that somebody mentioned was that most people don't know what to do with their 401ks, mm-hmm. either when um, they're um, leave their job or when they're getting ready for retirement, they don't really know where to start. Um, and so that's, you know, that's good, good points. Yeah. It's always a good option to, you know, to, to throw that out there because, you know, people don't know, yeah. um, a lot of people don't, don't know what to do. We, we're, we're in this industry. So we assume, you know, people, mm-hmm. oh yeah, just for a little, no, like no big deal. Us, yeah. like, what, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's a fantastic, uh, option. Get out of that old company 401k, roll it over. All right, let's do another one. Okay, next one is from Beth. She says, I haven't wanted to pay off my house because it's one of the few tax deductions I have left, but I do have the money to just pay it off. Should I? Um, <clears throat> Beth, well, it, it, it sounds like you may uh, be towards the end of that mortgage, uh, which probably means that um, you're probably paying more towards principal rather than interest anyway. So in that case, it may not make sense to take a chunk of your savings out to pay off the mortgage uh, since most of it's paying down the principal anyway. Um, and if you're paying more towards principal, then your mortgage interest, interest deduction likely isn't high enough to make a difference on your return. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, I, I see this a lot with, with my clients as they, re, as they get closer to retirement age. Uh, their mortgage is almost paid off. They lose the deduction. And, you know, it's really one of the reasons why your taxes in retirement, they, they go up even if your income doesn't because you'd lose a lot of deductions, one being that whole mortgage interest deduction. Now, if you're close to retirement, Beth, and you want to retire debt free, then in that just because you want peace of mind, uh, in that case, uh, it may benefit you to pay off that mortgage to free up your cash flow. Um, you know, this does depend on other factors, too. Um, so you'll have to evaluate whether it makes sense to take that chunk of money out. Um, especially it's a retirement account, uh, or uh, should you leave that money in your retirement accounts uh, so it can cont- continue to grow uh, for you, especially now with, with low interest rates. Beth, I'm not sure what uh, interest rates you're, you're, you're currently paying, but, um, you know, it's, it's, you may have an opportunity to get a better rate of return letting your money grow 
um, if you have a you know two and a half three percent mortgage. So there's a lot of different uh, uh, factors. Uh, we recently ran this calculation for a client in our office and determined actually determined that paying off her debt was a better route in their case. But, you know, the husband was still working for a few more years. So, you know, these decisions, they do need to made to be made on an individual basis. Uh, so you can schedule that 15-minute phone call uh, with us. Um, you can go to talktomarcus.com. Uh, we'll get the info we need, and we can determine which option makes the most sense for you. But, um, you know, those are some, some things I'd, I'd think about, Beth. So there you go. Um, all right, so let's make this quick transition because we have a, a couple of or so minutes left. And, um, you know, I want to uh, jump on this um, this, uh, this hot topic of the supply chain, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we've been uh, – uh, we, we get asked a, a lot of financial-type questions, and, you know, one of the things that people ask is, um, you know, supply chain and, uh, you know, just, just a few, just, just the uh, – um, you know, our, our, our retired clients who are watching, unfortunately, watching the news all the time and looking at the stocks every day um, and their accounts every day and watching it go up and down and up and down and then uh, um, asking questions about the supply chain. So, um, you know, I'm not a supply chain uh, expert, but, you know, some of the things that uh, I've looked into, I know that, um, you know, it's really it, it's happening because. Uh, of uh, the pandemic uh, last year. Are we still in the pandemic? I guess we kind of are. I don't know. It's weird. I, I Depending on what state you're in or what country you're yes, in, it's exactly. like, are you in the midst of it or are you out there, you know, like in Florida, just on beaches and crowded up in stadiums and mm-hmm. having a good time? Yeah. Or um, are you in, uh, you know, California where you got to show your vaccination card or there's still all these regulations, you're still yes. wearing masks yep. and all that stuff. Anyway, I digress. So um, basically, the pandemic is what uh, disrupted really every aspect of the uh, global uh, global supply chain, because, um, you know, when um, the early stages of the pandemic, factories and parts of the world just basically shut down. Um, you know, a lot of uh, uh, these factories uh, and uh, production spots were on lockdown. And so in response, these shipping companies, they cut their schedules uh, with anticipation of a drop in demand for moving goods and services. Right. And, au contraire, mon frere, because it all we did, at least here in, in America, we just got on our computers. We may not have jumped out and went to the local Walmart or the Home Depot or wherever. Actually, yeah, probably did go to Home Depot because Home Depot was packed. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but we probably didn't go out to the malls. But you know what we did? We jumped on our computers, went to Amazon, and that demand did not drop. The demand uh, continued, right? And so that proved to be a, a pretty bad mistake to um, cut those schedules and cut down uh, that that the uh, the shipping. Um, because of course we know other things dropped, you know, restaurants that, you know, that, right. that the demand dropped mm-hmm. travel, the demand dropped, yeah. um, you know, all that stuff dropped mm-hmm. except for our need for goods and services. Cause we had nothing better to do. I tell you what, when I was, uh, no entertainment, when no I was concerts, on lockdown, sports, um, nothing. you know, what made me feel good mm-hmm. getting that Amazon package dropped to my front door. It was like Christmas every, at least once or, or, or twice, or maybe sometimes three times a month mm. just to get that. It's just fun opening up gifts. That's why you need to get that retirement rescue game plan. Cause when that's, physical packet is dropped off at your door. People get giddy. You know, I wish we had cameras outside of the doors and stuff like that. So we could just get their reactions, just but jumping up and I down. know they get giddy anyway. So, um, so what, you know, so, you know, why couldn't factories just produce more, uh, you know, because the supply chain thing, just like dominoes. And so, um, you know, many did try to produce more, but factories generally need to bring in other compo- components and they export those components, right? Um, uh, they, they bring in components to, to make the things that they actually send out. And so, um, uh, for, for example, you have China. They may make the chips, but they get some of the um, um, components from South Korea, Taiwan, Malaysia, right. and that just has that, that domino effect. And so that is, you know, why currently right now we're seeing all these, the, these big issues. And so, you know, the, the big giant uh, uh, container ships, um, you know, they all got uh, stuck. So, you know, 
uh, I've been asked the questions, well, you know, what, what, what happened to all the ships? Don't we still have all the big container ships? We do, but during the pandemic, they got stuck because if they were, if you were coming from, you know, the uh, LA port going out to China to deliver something to pick something up, if the pandemic hits, that sucker is staying there and it's not coming back for a while. And so uh, it happened a lot um, in uh, those types of, of, of regions. And so, you know, the bottom line is this, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling on about the supply chain, but the bottom line is, um, you know, we are so more connected than we really ever thought we were. Mm-hmm. And it used to be when, um, you know, the United States would sneeze, the whole entire world would get a code, but cold. But when, um, you know, China had a hiccup, it wouldn't affect uh, you know, a lot of uh, the global uh, production and the global economy as much. But now all those things have changed. We're so interconnected. And so that is why we find ourselves in this issue. So there you go. All right. Coming up next, we're going to get into some news you can use and news you can't use. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Right. So uh, we are like we're keeping with the theme. Anyway, this is a big papa by uh, the notorious B.I.G. So there you go. You know, Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls. That's That's correct. And so this song came out in 1994 and number six in the uh, U.S. Okay. Um, U.K. uh, Top uh, 65 hit. Oh, but nice. uh, number six in the U.S. All right. And so, uh, you know, you know, this is a uh, one of those good uh, uh, hip hop songs that I grew up with, and I absolutely loved this song when I was growing up. It was good stuff, you know. But anyway, um, welcome back to the Marcus Warren Show. Um, and of course, you know, these, these songs and these themes, um, and the people who sung them is kind of goes into what I was talking about. You know, we have, uh, we had Fats Domino, Mm -hmm. um, we had Chubby Checker. That's right. And now we have Biggie Smalls, the notorious B.I.G. and his song called Big Papa. And, uh, um, it wasn't because they were felt, you know, or, um, it was uh, because of other stuff and, uh, Mm -hmm. they love it. You know what I mean? Um, all you know, good. There we go. And now we're uh, here. We are um, get canceled for. We're about to get canceled <clears throat> for the show. By the way, right for um, yeah, yeah, doing all this. Sorry, listeners. Of, uh, chubby you and hear fats again. and biggie. But uh, you know, I digress. Anyway, um, what, what what are we doing now? Oh, oh, this is good. This is uh, we are in to get about to get into some news, some good news. Oh, I put you on the spot. Oh, that you can use. <laughs> Well, here we go. The price of Bitcoin set a new high this week, nearly hitting $67,000. The cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. has doubled over the past three months with enthusiasm recently fueled by the launch of the first U.S. Bitcoin-linked ETF exchange-traded fund uh, released this week. ProShares, right? Yes, uh, the ProShares Bitcoin Strategy ETF, ticker BITO. It tracks uh, Bitcoin futures, which are contracts speculating on the future price of Bitcoin rather than the cryptocurrency itself. Um, and it launched, uh, the launch highlights kind of a remarkable growth of the ETF industry. Um, uh, the, t- uh, the ETF traded in excess of $984 million on its first day, and it amassed assets of $1.1 billion in two days. Mm. In comparison, when the S&P 500 ETF debuted in 1993, it traded about $40 million on its first day. So it's kind of skyrocketed yeah. um, ETFs. I've grown recently. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm you know, it, it, it's here we are with with, with crypto uh, and Bitcoin specifically, but there's so many other cryptos out there. Um, my son was talking about a crypto the other day that uh, Shiba Inu. Yeah, wait, that's like point zero 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 two. It's not even mm-hmm. one cent. It's yes. not one cent. Yep. Yes. Yes. And, stay in the know. And it's another um, like a dog, like a dog, like mm-hmm. a Dogecoin, you know, type. Yes. Type coin that um, uh, only the youngins understand. His okay. girl, his, yeah, his, his girlfriend has um, uh, what is it, three million shares or something nice. like that? Yeah, for like a hundred dollars. Okay. And so if that sucker Very can nice. go to one dollar, yeah, 
And bam, there, there you go. She's going to be his wife pretty soon. Yeah, huh? that's right. So, you know, and he's looking to do the same thing. But anyway, to get back to, to Bitcoin, or just crypto in general, it's one of those things where, you know, he was talking about, yeah, um, you know, my girlfriend invested in this crypto coin. Um, uh, I'm going to invest in, you know, this is what people are investing in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's stop the, you know, let, let, let's pump the brakes because it's not investing. It is a gamble. And it, it, especially this whatever coin that you just mentioned, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to say Shiba Inu? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Shiba Inu yeah. coin, which is basically just a lottery ticket. And if you hit it big, by the way, then you can hit it big. It's like when you buy a Powerball. Yes, you buy, you spend your 20 bucks, get get your 20 uh, uh, lottery tickets, or you spend 100, you know, 100 bucks, get your 100 lottery tickets. And, um, you know, if it hits big, then you are set you know, you're set up for life. Yeah. And so I think that's what people are doing now. You're not investing. You don't know the fundamentals. You don't even know what it is. You just see that it's less than a cent. And for a hundred bucks, you can get 3 million shares. And oh, if yeah. it can just go to a dollar, then you'll be a millionaire. Right. And you know, sometimes those hit most of the times that no, very few times that hits most of the time it doesn't, but we're in this gambling get my lottery ticket uh, uh, society mentality, but it's not investing because we've seen it with Bitcoin. When Bitcoin was $2,000, it jumped up to 19000 all over the news, and then it dropped right back down to like three for another year and a half, and most people got out. They didn't get in. The only time people talk, people talk about getting in is when it's hit RDI. market highs. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, market highs. And then it doesn't mean that it's at the top. But if you've done research and you've invested and you've done and you know what's going on, then maybe even though it's jumped up 120%, that doesn't mean it's over. Maybe right. there's more, but it's only if you've done the research and then you are truly investing, not just gambling. Anyway, what else you got? Well, I see your point, <laughs> and I just want to make one quick point. I think what that's done is opened up a younger generation to gambling, gambling right now, but maybe that leads you know down the future into rethinking, hey, oh, I... I tried to uh, hit big on these and now I understand that that's not how it works and they just start a little bit earlier with l- learning about money and yeah I mean it, it, it's done the same with um, uh, minorities too and, and specifically African Americans who um, you know have really jumped into investing and I use that with uh, quotes but you're right they are now investing in and at least dipping their toe in in the water in crypto and and other stocks so unfortunately a lot of them are meme, meme stocks, stocks but yeah. <laughs> um, but 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 you are right I mean you get in you take your bumps and bruises and you learn and then you can you know hopefully can continue going so it's so that is there you go you you made lemon lemonade out of lemons there you go thank you all right let's do another one okay former president Donald Trump announced this week that he will be launching his very own media network Work, including a social media platform called Truth Social in order to, quote unquote, stand up to the tyranny of big tech. The posts are called truths instead of tweets. Uh, shares are called retruths, like retweets, but retruths. It will roll out in the first quarter of 2020. That, is, that will be the most ironic True. social media uh, platform yes. ever. Yes. The uh, oxymoronic social uh, uh, all the irony involved in the truth mm-hmm. social media yeah. platform. You know, the thing is, but every anyway. every but it's, media it's, network is going to be biased because it's, uh, it's, it's still people who are creating the content. So, you know, well, he's saying he wants to stand up to the tyranny of big tech. Really, it's because social media networks it's gonna be tough. aren't allowing him. It's just tough to, to come up with a new uh, a social network. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. so yeah, new, a new social network. I mean, ask Clubhouse, ask, you know, a lot of these things that came mm-hmm, after Facebook mm-hmm. and whatever. And now we got, you know, there's Facebook, there's Snapchat, there's Instagram, um, there's, you know, uh, TikTok, um, you know, there's all mm-hmm. these, there's LinkedIn. Um, you know, it, it, it's going to be tough and it's going to be tough to continue to maintain it. Just think of Getter, you know, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, that more conservative version of, of Twitter, the alternative to Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that didn't, yeah. that, that, that started off with the, you know, few kind of million thing. subscribers yeah. and now it's just, you know, it's flattened out, out mm-hmm. and it's fizzled out. And so it's, it's just, it's just tough to be sustainable in that space. So, but good luck to him. There you go. Yep. And I'm not an uh, expert, but I think 
when it comes to social media, you got to cater to the young generation in order to be more successful, like we see with TikTok, Snapchat, I think moving forward, any any new ones that are, yeah, exactly. So right, and thank you, D, for that news you can use. And you know, if we stopped with that, that would probably be enough. But we don't leave you with that. We leave you with the news you can't use. <laughs> Breaking news here. A British bakery has been forced to pull its top-selling cookies from the market after regulators informed the owner that the sprinkles he uses are Uh-oh. illegal. What are they? It's, uh, uh, some drugs? The U.S.-made <laughs> sprinkles, of course, uh, contain a coloring that's legal for some uses, but not for use on as sprinkles on top of cookies, um, at least in the U.K. So Rich Myers, he's the owner of Get Baked Bakery. Uh, he disclosed this recent setback on Facebook uh, in what he calls Sprinkle Gate. Um, he says that the, the decision has been a huge deal for his so business. So nothing's and also wrong, really, very with the annoying. Well, they, they contain some sort of... But we eat it here, so it's fine. Col- yes, okay. they contain a coloring called, uh, whatever it's the chemical name for a coloring, that's yeah. been deemed illegal in the UK, but it is legal yeah, in the US. We so, yes. eat it fine, and, mm-hmm. and, and aren't we yeah, the, totally the okay. healthiest people um, yeah. on the planet? Oh, yeah, there's, oh, sorry. yeah. Oh. Um, so um, that's interesting that. Um, yeah. Of course, that's funny because that's what's yeah. We put all that we, we we put that poison in our body. Okay, they're like, no, we're not putting that. You all you all eat that? No, not here. Yes. Anyway, basically, what yes. else? <laughs> a California man. Uh, this is funny. He must be from Florida. A California man is suing a Los Angeles psychic that he paid uh, for fraud, saying that she allegedly claimed she could remove a witch's curse that was put on him by his ex girlfriend. Okay. So last month, the man found a psychic online, went to her for a tarot reading. She told him he had a bad luck curse put on there by his ex-girlfriend. She also claimed his family would be unhappy and in danger unless he paid her $5,100 to remove the curse. He paid her a $1,000 deposit, but she did not help his marriage or his relationship in any way. So he is filing a lawsuit Seeking twenty five thousand dollars in damages. He just paid a hundred. Well, I mean, uh, I mean uh, thousand dollars. He also Punitive. suffered anxiety and sleepless nights. So there we go. I cannot. Could have been because your relationship wasn't going well. Not the fact that. Hey, this isn't the lawsuit this, right now. Don't be this, arguing. This the psychic. Um, I um, can't believe. Yeah. There you go. That she did not see that one coming. Uh-huh, the lawsuit. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And she should have. Yes. But, I mean, how much time did he give it? I mean, did she say it was going to happen the next day? I mean, some right. things, you know, these things need to, to, you know, pan out. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to work it all out in court. Yeah, I mean, that's, the judge is going to throw that out right <laughs> away. Right away. Anyway, thank you, D, for that uh, news you can not use. Um, and we all know what that music means. It means we have come to the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a great week. And take it easy on this Sunday. Thank you for listening to The Marcus Warren Show. For more information or to request your retirement toolkit, contact Marcus at 502-339-8255 or visit his website at talktomarcus.com. Warren Wealth Management and Tax Planning and WGTK are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested.